Welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you, as always, for joining Yes Have Some Podcast. We have a very special bonus edition of YHS this week. This is the Ghostbusters State of the Franchise Roundtable Discussion. We wanted to go ahead and get this conversation started early. We've got a lot going on in the Ghostbusters community. We've got a new movie on the horizon. We've got Ghostbusters Fan Fest happening in just a couple months. And we wanted to get a deep dive discussion going. So Jake and Abby and myself invited a couple of our great friends to join us for this roundtable discussion. Joining us tonight is from Ghostbusters Virginia, the founder, the leader, and, well, you'll find out his new title, Dan Harshman. He's an old friend, one of the best dudes you'll ever meet, and very opinionated. So we had to have him on for the discussion. And then, of course, friend of the podcast... Artist extraordinaire and lifelong Ghostbusters fan, John Yerkeba, is also going to be joining us. So, this episode was originally scheduled to be a Patreon-exclusive bonus episode. We have our Yes Have Some Patreon feed. We do two to three bonus episodes a month. This was scheduled to be there only. But we thought the discussion was so good, and we had so much fun, and we covered so much ground that we did not want to keep everybody from hearing it. So we wanted to give everybody a chance to get in on the Ghostbusters state of the franchise discussion. Now, having said that, we do want to invite you to join us over on Patreon to get in on these bonus episodes on a regular basis. For $5 a month, you're going to get two to three bonus episodes. We cover all sorts of stuff, not just Ghostbusters, but we love Ghostbusters. We talk about it all the time. And leading up to this new movie, we got about 15, 16 months. There's going to be plenty of additional bonus content happening on the Yes Have Some Patreon feed. So if you want to get in on that, you're going to go to patreon.com slash yes have some. And as soon as you sign up, you're going to get access to our entire bonus episode archive. We started this last July, so it's about six months of bonus episodes you'll have access to right off the bat. So Here's the deal. Once you're done listening to the Ghostbusters State of the Franchise roundtable discussion, we want you to join Yes Have Some on social media, Instagram and Twitter at YHS Podcast, and of course, the official discussion group on Facebook, Yes Have Some Group Therapy. Because we want to know what you think. We want to know how you're feeling about Ghostbusters. We want to know what your opinions are, your theories, your thoughts on the new movie, your thoughts on Ghostbusters Fan Fest. Let's get a good discussion going over on group therapy. All right. That's all I got for you right now. Let's get over to the round table. Like I said, we had a lot of fun, and the stress is real, everybody. It's happening. We're here, and we're ready for more Ghostbusters, and we are stressed out beyond belief. Here we go. 
Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some podcast in the exclusive Patreon episode. It is the end of February of 2019, and we are doing the first ever Ghostbusters State of the Union, and we're putting it behind a paywall. Because <laughs> I think... <laughs> Because I think it's going to be good. That seems to be the trend. I think it's going to be good. <laughs> we're, uh, we're taking inspiration from uh, <laughs> yes, for ourselves. And we're making you fucking pay for it. Yeah. Yes. This is, we're calling this Class 15. Um, so listen, this is what we're going to do. We got a nice roundtable discussion happening, but we got some special guests joining us. So I'm going to introduce them. Uh, well, Jake and Abby are here, too. I wouldn't consider them special guests. Um, uh, Thanks. <laughs> but we have some guests, and we don't do guests all the time, so you know it's special. First off, all the way from California, just kidding, Arizona, by the way, through California, though. John, I always forget where you are, but that's okay. I forget where I am sometimes, but it's okay. A uh, friend of the podcast and artist extraordinaire, John Yurkeva. What's up, man? Hey, hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. Doing Doing very well. And from Ghostbusters, Virginia, probably one of my favorite people in the world and one of the, I don't know, the godfather of the Ghostbusters community. You need a title. He's something. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that I like it. I'm I'm behind that. Well, Well, mm -hmm. what's higher than king? I think it's Pope, right? (laughs) Uh That has like religious connotations. The Pope. The Pope of Ghostbusters. He's the ghost Pope. He's the ghost father. Ghost Pope. Ghost Pope. Ghost Pope is a good name, first of all. Plus, you get a hat. Dan Harshman, how are you, man? I am great. It is great to be back on the show. Hopefully, Paul Sig doesn't show up again. After I, uh, I hope he does. My, my he's on the line. Yeah, on the line. He's on the line. Oh, boy. Uh, three years ago, it was almost when uh, we were doing some – we had just kind of launched the podcast. We were doing these live call-in shows, and we kind of didn't know what we were doing. And we had Dan on – I was like, Dan, come on the show. We'll talk about <laughs> Ghostbusters toys. And then like, oh, by the way, Paul Feig's on the line. Like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> that was amazing. Like yeah. Ten minutes talking about how I'm not terribly excited for the remake. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then here's Paul Feig like, step out of the editing suite to call into this budding <laughs> podcast. And I'm like, oh. My God, I, I mean, like I, I stand by, by what I said then. Um, and I still stand by the fact that I think Paul Fig is one of the nicest individuals in Hollywood. Absolutely. Oh yeah, no doubt. He's a great guy. He's uh we'll have to have him back on the show sometime, but it won't be tonight. Cause I doubt that he wants to talk about Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think things are going, Paul? Uh, I actually, no lie. Like when, when all the Jason Reitman stuff happened last week, like I don't bother him, but we have kept up like a little back and forth messaging for the last couple of years. And I, after the whole thing went off on Twitter, I just messaged him and I was like, Hey, do you miss being part of Ghostbusters? And he, in in so many words, was like, fuck no. <laughs> I, um, but uh, so what we wanted to do is get, get everybody together, get some Ghostbusters expertise and uh, experts, I should say, with expertise and, and get everybody's kind of opinion on where we are right now, where we think we're going, where we've been, uh, because, man, these in some ways, I guess I could just kick it off. I feel like we're kind of in the exact same place we were three years ago, except for it feels a lot 
it it the circumstances are the same, but the feelings are different. Does it's like when uh-huh. it's like your mom's getting remarried for the third time, but this time she found a guy who's like, oh, the, he might be. This might be the one. Could, she's, she's good. Getting, she's, she's getting funny. married for the. She's getting married for the third time, but she's getting married to your to your actual father again. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, come back for some reason. You can't you can't stop bitching about the last. Dad, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Last uh, dad's out of the picture, but we still got to complain about him. No, yeah. it's like if your mom is marrying your father's son. That's what I was gonna say. <sighs> <laughs> We've crossed the line. Uh, well, cool. So, how about we do opening statements, and we'll we'll let our guests. Uh, Go first, John. Uh, oh man, we're we're gonna make this like a uh, it's like a like a debate style. You have thirty seconds to respond. No, um, <laughs> what are your uh, what? meeting. I guess we should for for anybody who doesn't know, uh, we've got a new Ghostbusters movie coming out. Uh, there's still an animated movie supposedly in the works. We've got Ghostbusters fan fest. Everybody knows what's going on. So, John, taking all that in, how how are you feeling? Uh, I'm hopeful. I'm I'm feeling pretty hopeful. I I like everything that I'm hearing about the new movie. Um, I like that FanFest is a thing that's happening. I you know I wish we knew more, but of course they're probably gonna tease it out until the end. But you know I I I like that there's more Ghostbusters being talked about more, and it seems like it's in a a more creatively positive light. Or at least it seems like people. A lot more people are behind the direction it's in, um, so that's good. And and I I like the thing I love the most about it is the way that Jason talks about it when he you know tweets or posts or does an interview or something. He he makes it plain and clear that he's a fan. He's doing this to you know he's making a movie for the fans. He grew up loving Ghostbusters, even when he you know had to clarify his comments the other day he he said it in a way where he was talking about like he he loves paul he loves the ladies and he appreciates that they added an exciting chapter to the universe and unless you're someone who's already thinking about ghostbusters as a whole and the fact that it is a universe with a ton of stories happening in it you're not going to refer to it as they added a chapter to the universe you're just going to say like oh they made a great film but just the fact that he said it in that way makes me think like this guy's head is in the right place and that's exciting Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Dan, rebuttal. No, I think John hit the, the nail on the head. You know, one of the interesting things about having been an active part in the community for so long is to watch the public excitement of Ghostbusters ebb and flow. Um, and, it, and it seems to run in cycles, and we're in a, uh, a really heightened cycle right now. And the last time, of course, we experienced that was with the announcement of the remake. Um, and then, you know, before that, it was um, the 88 miles per hour comic book series um, or the video game. It, it, it's just interesting to me to see how the community works and responds to what um Sony gives us and how how we react to that and how we move forward to it you know some projects have had uh, lots of excitement behind them like the video game other projects have been very divisive um and i would say that goes as far back as to even extreme ghostbusters mm-hmm. um was very divisive when it when it was first announced um 
so it's it's interesting to me, but it's also very exciting. I think we're seeing the most amount of um, product for Ghostbusters, and I really think a lot of that still has to do with uh, the remake. I think that really brought Ghostbusters back in, you know, not just as a film, but as a uh, a marketable product. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen more products for Ghostbusters since the 2016 remake than we had since 1988 and 89 with Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, that is a, that is a true statement. We, we just recorded a, another episode and we, we were actually talking about that, how there is no, like, it can be easy to, like, when, it's easy to be cynical and be like, oh, there's so much, you know, X, Y, and Z from other franchises, but there's a ton of Ghostbusters stuff out there that's being released all the time. Um, Jake, what, uh, yeah. how are you feeling? Uh, I mean, I feel fine. I think I, 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 I completely agree with, um, with Dan and John here. And I think <clears throat> just like you, just like you were saying, it feels like we are in the same kind of in the same boat, but not, but almost like in a completely different ocean more. Yeah, 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 exactly. We're in the same boat, but we're in a, we're in a new ocean. It's like completely new. It's exciting. Um, I, I, I feel like we have nothing to be complaining about with the, just the amount of things that are happening. We're, we're, we're getting so much. Uh, I'm just happy to, to, to be open and uh, excited that we're, we're going to, we're going to get a new movie and we're going to get fan fest and we're going to go to Sony and there's just all this fun stuff happening. So I, th- I think as a, as a community, as a franchise, I feel like we're in a pretty good place right now. Abigail. Yeah. I mean, I, I echo everything that the three of you just said, honestly, I'm, I'm excited about the creativity point. Like John brought up. I think that this movie, I love, I love the little teaser that we got. Um, I like the fact that the, uh, the image for it, that Jason Reitman used like practical effects to make the summer 2020 thing. And I just like everything that I'm getting from this movie so far. But beyond that, I mean, it does, it has like moments. It feels like 2016, but it does feel like there's more of a chance this time, like especially since it's within the family. Um, I feel like a, a really strong confidence about this movie. And it's just very exciting to have uh, Ghostbusters in the news again and have um, Fan Fest like on the horizon in tandem with like all of this stuff coming out. I, I'm giddy thinking about what kind of surprises we could get there that would be tied in with this movie, uh, with the new movie. And I'm... I'm just stoked. I feel very like a little bit wiser from the events of 2016 and from answer to the call, but I feel like everybody's wiser and I feel like Sony probably is and ghost core. Abby, will you expand on that? Like, that's interesting. Like when you say wiser, like what from your personal experience of going through, there's an audience out there that's craving and that wants more ghostbusters, but I think that they want it to be in like a, a continuity with the originals, which is what's what we're now getting. So, yeah. Yeah. I think like it feels like so whenever 2016 happened and we, you know, we learned that it was going to be a reboot and everything was going to be completely new. It was like a, you know, it was like a, a couple years of a lot of like trying really hard to just be open to everything stressed out about everything we saw. What's it going to look like? What's it going to sound like? What's the equipment going to be like? What's Bill Murray doing in this movie? Is it connected? There was like a lot of, it was stressful. 
It was yeah. stressful. And whether whether the whether you like or dislike the final product, the fact that now we kind of don't have to it's it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like, you know what? We're getting some original stuff here. We can kind of relax and kind of enjoy this ride a little more in as opposed to being like, what are the packs going to look like? Who's going to be playing? Yeah. Who? What's going <laughs> it, to it's like a different it's like a different it's going to be a different experience leading up to the movie i think i think too it's also there's i think there was a there was it's funny i feel like star wars there was an awakening um (laughs) but i i feel like there was a sort of realization by both people on the filmmaking side and also people on the audience side of just like not understanding or not realizing that Ghostbusters is kind of like it is a franchise that you can do a legacy sequel with. It is a franchise that has different iterations and different things that can be connected and different ways that it can be expanded. I think for a long time, people just kind of looked at it like, oh, yeah, Ghostbusters. It's the number one comedy of all time, one of the greatest 80s movies. And I think now people are understanding like, oh, Oh, no, no. Hold on. Like we're we're actually sitting on like an actual franchise, like after seeing Star Wars and its legacy sequels and seeing some of the stuff they've been doing with Star Trek and and seeing how the Marvel Universe has grown Mm -hmm. and seeing all this establishment of like you can have these big interconnected stories. You can expand the universe. You can you can pick franchises up years later and still see the value in continuing that story, even if it's not necessarily with the same characters, but you don't have to start it over. Like people are look like took a hard look at Ghostbusters and said, like, not only is there no reason we can't do this, we've already kind of done it with like extreme Ghostbusters and the video game and even some of the comics, like they've played in that arena. And so to, to be in a position now where we're actually going to get a true, Ghostbusters legacy sequel I think I mean it's funny because like for the people who have been fans for a long time we're all sitting here just like duh of course that's what should yeah, happen but I exactly. think it's funny it's funny to now see people who, you know all these articles coming out like do we need more Ghostbusters and it feels like for now for every one of those that comes out there's an article or an uproar of like of course we like do you not understand this it's and, and it's, it's fun to like to have somebody who yeah, like like I was saying earlier, like Jason was a fan. He grew up with Ghostbusters. He sees like, of course, this is what you do with Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that parents show their kids, and it's like a big moment. Like it's a memorable deal. Yeah. Similar and to Star also, Wars. Yeah, and and the cool thing is like, you know, Star Wars definitely has its own appeal to kids. But the thing that I've always loved about Ghostbusters is there is just this visceral like bare bones concept of like most kids are afraid of the dark. They're afraid of what's under their bed. They're afraid of what's under the closet They're And then their parents are like, Hey kid, watch this show, watch this movie, wa- read this comic. And then, you know, they're in it for like 10 minutes and they're just like, oh, you mean I, I don't have to be afraid and boom, they're hooked. Like you teach a kid, like, here's how you don't have to be afraid of the dark. And now you got a ghostbusters fan. Like it's a concept that, you can revisit it two days from now, two weeks from now, two years from now, 20 years from now, and put whatever the modern spin on it is. Ghostbusters will always be a thing that will have an audience. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan. I think one of the uh, – Talk. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. One of, the, uh, one of the interesting things that John touched on, he mentioned Marvel. And I really think this is actually one of the unsung heroes with how we're getting this movie comes down to another Sony property. Um, and that's that's Spider-Man. 
Yeah. Um, you know, Sony learned a very interesting lesson when they co-contracted with Marvel Studios and did Civil War. They had, I mean, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was still drying, you know, mm-hmm. at the time that they signed that deal. The the sequel had flopped. Uh, Sony saw that, you know, this, this remake of their Spider-Man franchise wasn't moving forward, um, and they gave the reins over to Marvel. And I really think they expected that, that, you know, fans and audiences would be tired of Spider-Man and that the the deal wouldn't work out. And obviously uh, the opposite is true. And it showed Sony that passionate fans are willing to uh, continue to consume and accept reiterations of their favorite characters with no cooldown time, um, yeah. which is not something I think people thought beforehand. Um, so I really have to kind of hand it to Sony for, for you know, leasing Spider-Man over to Marvel and allowing Civil War to happen and Homecoming and everything, because I really think that paved the way for the execs to see that, okay, yeah, uh, Answer the Call wasn't the tentpole smash hit that we wanted it to be, but we can still recover. And the fan base is still going to be behind us on this, and they're still going to support us on this. And I think yeah. that's something that hasn't been talked about. That's a really interesting point. Um, and you kind of get the vibe. There was that interview with Jason Reitman uh, on the Bill Burr podcast where he said, you know, him and Gil Keenan wrote a script in secret. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure somebody knew about it. I'm sure Ghost Corps knew that, that Jason Wright was yeah. working on his script. Um, he just locked himself in one of the conference rooms and they were like, is that Jason? What's he doing in there? And his dad's well, like, just leave him alone. Dan Aykroyd has known that they were writing a script since like 1998. Right. Oh, <laughs> you guys weren't sitting on this for a minute. You guys uh, weren't. We in our last episode, we were discussing whether or not Dan Aykroyd, if they even let him read the script, or they're like, <laughs> or because like the odds of him just spilling the beans on on key details uh, are very high. Um, <laughs> but no, so 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 Jason writes this script, and uh, I'm on a first name basis with him, obviously. And they 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 go to they go to Sony, and Sony goes, "Cool, go make it." And he's like, "Wait a minute, you know we this I've never made a big franchise film before, but I it's not supposed to go like this." But Dan touched on the point of maybe if he came in and said, "Here's a script. It's a legacy sequel. Has the original characters." passes the torch and opens up the franchise to new possibilities. We can do it for 75 or $80 million and we're going to cast a bunch of unknowns. So you're not going to have to spend a lot of money on big name actors. Uh, why? Sony might've been like maybe a couple years ago, they wouldn't have, but because of what, what Dan was just talking about, go do it. You know, it's been three years. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's put, fix let's, it. <laughs> there's also, there's also, cause I think he mentioned in one of the interviews uh, that, he pitched the the script to Sony in December or something. Yeah. I forget when it was. Yeah, it was December. He, uh, December. And so at that point, you've got to imagine like, you know, they've had their experience, like Dan was saying, with, with Marvel and Spider-Man and all that. They're also, you know, they've just, you know, depending on when he pitched it, they've either just released or they were about to release Spider-Verse. And up until then, every trailer, every everything, like people were super hyped for that. So they're at the peak of like, hey, legacy characters. Passing mm-hmm. the torch, building a universe. This is what we need to do. We need to let people who are passionate about the characters come in and do their thing. We need to trust the people who have the ideas. 
And then Jason comes in and says, guys, I got an idea for Ghostbusters. There are other like outside of Spider-Man. That's like their bread and butter. And then, you know, they've got Men in Black coming out, which also looks like they're Ooh, yeah. they're following mm-hmm. the same track. So they're just in that mode of like, yes, let's do this. Let's get all of our brands on track. Let's make this happen. And so I definitely think it was a matter of Jason being in the in the right place at the right time with the right idea. And also, let's not forget that the full story has never come out, but I think it's safe to say that there was definitely major clashes between the Paul Feig camp and the Ghost Corps camp. Um, So you don't have to deal with cranky Ivan Reitman if... uh, if his son's the one directing it, like, yeah. like Sony's going to be like, you guys go figure this out. Uh, yeah. No, I love Ivan Reitman. Uh, we all know what happened in the last movie. It, uh, it, it got made kind of behind his back and he didn't really, they, they, they kind of had their baby taken away from him. Um, and now they got it back. And so kudos to, to Sony for giving it the green light. And also like, this is like the fastest development of a franchise film ever. Like they just announced this, the sequel to Aquaman's not coming out till 2022. So, um, literally, well, like it's because, almost. Uh, but that's because they hoping you'll yeah. forget the last one. That's because they need all that time to render that fucking dumb looking underwater hair. Oh yeah, the way it moves. Straight by strand. Listen, all all I know is that in 2016, I spent months obsessing over a blind bag figure of Kevin who happened to be wearing a classic proton pack. And I don't have to do that again. And I'm happy about it. Exactly. Yeah. My favorite Ghostbusters character, Kevin. Um, (laughs) Here's a question for the, for the group. Is there anything? Okay. So I I don't want to harp on negatives, but like it, it, it basically is just the way the world is right now because of everything that happened with answer the call and because of the political climate in our country and the hot take climate of the internet and Twitter, anything with ghostbusters right now, people are going to, there's going to be controversy. Like it's going to flare up again and again. Do we think that the brand and the, like the sane members of the community and the, just the actual fan base is strong enough to like withstand the like absolutely mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah, yeah what yeah. doesn't kill you makes you yeah. stronger we've been through it once that's what i think okay we're tough are wait are you asking like can we withstand yeah, it wait, hold on what's the question <laughs> no no, no, no. <laughs> we're all just like no we're no. great shut up <laughs> no not <laughs> if it sounds but like this i'm hitting the buzzer <laughs> so right exactly we're fine what i'm saying is the negative backlash was so strong against answer the call that it actually affected box office like it subconsciously got into people's head that it was a bad movie before everybody found out that it was a mediocre movie. You're saying is that stigma is it still attached to the Ghostbusters? I'm and saying is what effect? Is there a chance that the new movie comes out and it isn't even if it's great? Like people, st- there's controversy that keeps people from the theater. Is so is, here's. If it's yeah. great, then people will not <laughs> I, keep away from it. I really think. I think what you're touching on is, you know, will will the controversy behind Answer the Call transfer over to the new movie? Um, and that has yeah. been actually one of my concerns. I think you and I actually discussed that, um, that, you know, how will this movie separate itself from Answer the Call and communicate to audiences that this is actually a third film? 
in the franchise and not a second film to a a remake <sighs> franchise. And I think that's really going to be dependent on, on uh, how the film is marketed mm-hmm. and who precisely they cast. Uh, you know, it's... Jason. You go ahead. My bad. <laughs> uh, Jason, Ghost Corps, all that have been very, very mum on their casting decisions. But I think one of the big ones that's going to be able to bring people in um, is going to be seeing our legacy characters, um, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, as, you know, Peter Bankman, Ray Stanson, and Winston Zedmore. Um, If they can communicate that to audiences, I think that that will uh, shake off that, that drama surrounding the the remake. And I think that will bring audiences back into theaters for it. I think the community, I don't think the community is going to be affected, you know, one way or the other, the community survived, answer the call and the monumentous amount of shit posting that happened with, with answer the call. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we, we didn't see any kind of fluctuation in numbers with, uh, you know, fan events like PKE surge or if anything, or, it went uh, up charity events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it, it went up. I mean, we we had more people. It, it shot even even uh, ghost heads, you know, um, <clears throat> shot up the awareness. And like, yeah. if anything was going to crumble the franchise, it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. <heads. laughs> yeah. Yeah. We survived Ace to the Call and Ghost Heads. Abby, you barely survived Answer the Call and Ghost Heads. Yeah, that was a tough year. <laughs> I've been in recovery. I'm good now. <laughs> I, I I agree with Dan. I, I think it's going to I think it's going to kind of come down to to what the actual trailer looks like because the general audience they they might hear Ghostbusters and maybe assume it's it's going to be a, a sequel to, to to answer the call but if they make a good trailer and it and they and they put that point across immediately music that original. we're seeing yeah. a sequel yeah music so seeing, seeing those actors like that that's what's going to do it a good I'll trailer tell you what they need to do like a good trailer for this would start out where like you just you have a shot of the firehouse and it talks about you know thirty five years ago, four men <laughs> no, saved the stop world. It. Stop <laughs> it. They did that. Uh, they, I need to call a hotline. <laughs> Three years ago, dude. And that's actually one of the things that I think disappoints Poor me friends. about about this is like the marketing for answer the call, like the the trailers yeah. and the music behind the trailers and everything were really cool. They yeah. were really good. That first answer, the call teaser, if you go back and you watch it, you know, setting aside all your predispositions about answer the call, whether you liked it or didn't, that is a cool trailer. It gets your blood flowing. You know, 35 years ago, here's the firehouse, you know, uh, you know, people answered the call and, and, you know, you have these slap shots going through. It's a really, really well done teaser. And they wasted hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I feel like and I, I so I feel like tonally this movie is going to feel very different. Like Yeah. I feel like they like I don't know if you guys saw yesterday the official Ghostbusters Facebook page started responding to people's shit posts about uh <laughs> I love God. Yes. I want to know who this, this is so bad, Dan. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it. It's, it's, it's probably me. Dan. So basically, <laughs> basically, somebody was like, "This is a this is a cash grab." 
I can't believe this. And they responded with like, we're on the cusp of the, uh, you know, uh, the franchise, the franchise rights alone. The franchise yeah. rights. Yeah. Just yeah. And somebody said, uh, yeah, this is going like, to be like, yes, this is going to be fire festival. And they, they just responded with an orange square. Like it's funny. <laughs> um, it's amazing. It's, it's nice to see that, that like hard edge witty comedy being subtly like driven into even how they're responding to the public on something yes. as small as a Facebook yeah. page. Right. Yeah. But what like I was going to say, Peter Venkman would post right. in response to like a bad Yelp review or something. What, but what I was going to say was <laughs> there was another post. Um, uh, I don't remember what the specific post was, but a couple people were like, somebody was like, I hope the new movie uses practical effects and they responded. They were like, "We're definitely using a lot of practical effects." And they like, like we can't afford digital anymore. Exactly. Yeah. We don't have the budget for Ryan Dole and his and his crew to uh, to work <laughs> on the movie. Um, so okay, like, they're Oscar. I was gonna anyway. say fucking Academy Awards. Yeah, Ryan's an Oscar winner. They really can't afford yeah, Ryan Dole. Their rates <laughs> special But don't you guys think like Jason Reitman is like he's a legit filmmaker and. I keep getting this the, – the thing I keep going back to is that the guy, has he's an Oscar nominee. He's had an incredible career. He hasn't wanted to do Ghostbusters. In fact, I remember for years on GB fans' message boards when somebody would go, maybe Jason Reitman could direct Ghostbusters. I'd always be like, you fucking idiot. Don't say that. <laughs> that's not going to happen. That's like, that's like people – if somebody was like – Maybe you know Violet Ramis Steele will be Egon's daughter in the new movie. Like, watch, that's going to happen for some reason. So I'm just going to stop correcting people. <laughs> but like, I'm go, yes. I'm so nervous about Jason being attached to it. You know, okay, let's everything explore. that he's saying. What's that? I said, yeah, let's explore that. Yeah. So I I uh, I love his movies. Um, you know, he is obviously a very good director. I, I don't question his um, directorial authority. I think what I'm nervous about is that he is related to the original director, and we've had a host of movies that have tried to rely on that kind of pedigree to sell their movie, um, namely uh, – the, the Predator movie recently. They were like, oh, well, Shane Black is writing it. I'm like, that movie was horrendous. I, like, I, I, there were several times that I actually considered walking out of the theater because it was so awful. And then you have another film like Solo, which I don't think was as horrendous. It was a fun romp. It wasn't, you know, the best Star Wars movie by any means. Um, but, you know, one of the things they touted with it was, you know, Lawrence Kasdan and his son are writing Solo. Right. Um, so that that aspect does make me nervous, uh, just because I don't want to put all of the credit in being like, oh, well, it's Jason Reitman's doing it, so we're safe. Um, I'm still nervous about it, but at the same time, I'm excited about it. Um, I'm excited because I think, as you touched on, Craig, this is going to be something that we're not expecting. You know, this isn't going to be. Um, Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2 is is just Ghostbusters. It's mm-hmm. it's the same movie <clears throat> yet again. Mm-hmm. And then Answer the Call is the same movie set again. <laughs> they keep yeah, making the same movie. This, this is yeah. a, this is new. <laughs> yeah, they've made it twice now. You know, a bunch of 30-year-olds going to business busting ghosts. Um 
So I'm excited about the prospect that it's going to be something new and exciting and different, and it'll push the, the boundaries of that universe. And as John said, there's so much rich storytelling that we can do that. This doesn't need to be, you know, as much as my my uh, eight-year-old fanboy wants this to just be about um, my favorite Ghostbusters busting ghosts in Manhattan and saving the world, it doesn't need to be that story. Yes. It can be something, yes. it can Sorry, be something more personal. It can be small town upstate New York. Um, you know, maybe these kids are the ones that accidentally release something horrendous on the town and uh, and they have to find old grandpa Aykroyd to save the day. I don't know, but that that's exciting and and anxiety inducing for me. Um, that those are my thoughts. That you know, exploring that idea. Jake, what do you think about like? Do you think like? I mean, do you think there's a potential hazard with having Jason Reitman there? And then touch on what you what Dan was just saying about how this movie is more than likely going to be different and whether or not, like, what you think about that, basically. Um, I, sh- sure, there's a potential hazard, but I feel like there's a potential hazard with anybody. I don't, I, I do agree, I do agree, like, with Dan, it, it, it is always, like, a little concerning when people are just automatically like, oh, he's related, so he's just as good. That makes no sense. Like, just being related to somebody does not uh, instantly, you know, uh, uh, qualify you for the job. Um, but I also do feel good about the fact, like we, you were speaking earlier, it's not like it doesn't feel like he's just jumping into it because he's related. Like it does feel like he legitimately thinks he has a good story. And I mean, like you, I, you can't ask for anything better than that. As far as the movie being completely different, I, I hope it is because, you know, um, they're never going to be as good as Ghostbusters Part Two, so they might as well make it completely different. Um, <laughs> I, no, I, I, I think so that's probably. I think you that's probably the your best paycheck way to go. from Ron Daniels. <laughs> you collect your paycheck from Ron Daniels, like now or later. Uh, I mean, Ghostbusters Two um, is one of the best movies I ever seen. Why are we here on our round table? Um, no, I, I think, I think making it different is a good way to go because. When you when well, we've talked about this before, when we had like years and years of of all like casting rumors and like you know Seth Rogen's gonna be the new like kind of Peter Venkman character, <laughs> like all that shit, like that's not what like yeah that's the obvious way to go, just four new four new Ghostbusters, like that's not what I want to see. I think that's the least exciting, like going in a completely different way. You know, we joked about Craig, you joked at one point about like, uh, Dan Aykroyd's going to win an Oscar for Ghostbusters three. I want to see that happen. <laughs> I want to yeah. see Logan. Yes. I want to see fucking Logan, but Ghostbusters. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's such a New York movie, you know, I'm so sick of hearing that. <laughs> uh, we can't have it without uh, uh, Bill Murray. I, I know, I'm sick. Show I'm me sick any kid who's ever watched Ghostbusters like, you know why I liked it? It's that New York City flavor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Abby, oh my goodness. Abby, same question. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, I'd have to say that I feel I feel more confidence rather than like a disconcertion is that a word more less anxiety and I feel more more confident yeah I think moving um thinking about this being the son of Ivan Reitman I feel like at least 
he has his blessing, which is different than in 2016 with Paul Feig. Um, so you have a relationship with the original creator, director, whatever. And I think that that is going to pan out well for this movie. I am absolutely thrilled that it's not going to be a rehashing of the same story, which as Dan pointed out, we've already had three times now. So I'm mm-hmm. excited for something fresh. I'm excited for it to be... <clears throat> possibly like within the the lineage the family line like it's look at you know the star wars saga like it's not like every movie is a new hope retold it's like you follow those the family members the characters and their stories so it would be really cool to see our world ghostbusters explored and that universe explored in that fashion with uh potential like we all think that these are egon's kids probably or like uh, that that would be really neat i would love to see um Love to see this be a completely different story um, and, and fresh and exciting and something for all generations and for it to be moving and like emotional. And the fact is, that's what Jason Reitman said the idea was. It was moving and emotional for him so much so that Sony was like, yeah, this is fucking sweet. Let's do it. And I think that's uh, when you guys bring up the Logan thing, I think that's it's. Look, I don't think this is going to be a dark, gritty, like, right. <laughs> you know, right. that's but, not. Yeah, that's yeah. not. What but but I, I do think there like, was an F word. you know, when you hear people who there's been people when you, they talk about the kids being casters, I've heard some trepidation where people are like, it just needs to be funny. You know, Ghostbusters um, is a comedy. It's just a comedy. <laughs> oh, it's God. just a comedy. And it's just like, but it doesn't have to be just a comedy. Uh, if you if you want to build this world, go build the world. How do you build a world? You need characters with character development and, and emotional arcs. Um, and I really hope we get that. And I kind of feel like we might. John, what do you think? Whew. Craig, this is a big question. You know, I got a lot of thoughts. I think all of you well, guys we're at out this of point, time. I got a lot of thoughts about ah. this. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to get a snack. Um, but no, literally, like, I always tell people this. My... <laughs> My connection and my love for Ghostbusters never came from, from you know, the Ghostbuster that I thought was the best or who, which one I wanted to play when I was a kid with my little Kenner Proton pack. Like, anytime I imagined anything new having to do with Ghostbusters, it was me imagining myself as a Ghostbuster, either working with the team or running my own team and then reporting back to them at the end of the day with like, we caught eight ghosts today. Give me a raise or, you know, whatever. And, uh, and John, so John, well, is that how you operate in the real world? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I drew five pictures. Give I'm me just, a raise. I'm just, picture, I'm just picturing like a 10 year old John and he like the thing that's most important to his play is that he gets a raise. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I, I wish I wish I could really harp on him, but I do have distinct memories of playing Ghostbusters and busting the ghost and then going to my mother and asking for money from her <laughs> and her yes. and her, you know, doing the miming of giving me money and me being disappointed because it wasn't real money. <laughs> well, the ghosts weren't real either, Dan. Oh, but you, I mean, you, you don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's my connection to it. Like that is where my love for it comes from. Is just as a kid wanting to to see what the world of Ghostbusters would be like when I was old enough to actually be a Ghostbuster, whether it's eighteen or twenty one, or if they put an age limit. Like near adult enough to like, if that were a real job, have that job. And so, even though that's not necessarily the future this film is going to portray, it's still the idea of like. What does that world look like now? What does that world become? How does it grow? How does it get bigger? One of the most frustrating things for me as a fan over the past 
35, I, I would say 35, but it, you know, just since Extreme Ghostbusters ended, is that the characters in that world just kind of feel like they've been stuck in a stasis kind of and i mean for as much fun as the video game was and and i love the crap out of it it felt like ghostbusters two and a half because it introduced a handful of ghosts but the overarching story felt like this is about tying up a couple loose ends from the first two movies and what i want is for someone to tell me a ghostbuster story where it's 2020 2019 18 it's the We figure out where everyone is, if they're still alive, like, tell us what has happened. Tell us why we're here. Spoiler spoiler alert, one of them is God. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) No, but like, but seriously, like, tell me, tell me what has happened since the last time we saw them. Tell me why it matters. Tell me what's going on now and show me how we're going to move forward. Because I swear, if I have to read or watch or anything one more anything Ghostbusters that involves them fighting Gozer, not growing the company, not developing new gear, and spending half the time making jokes, I'm going to get upset. John, John, whatever could you be talking about? (laughs) But no, like, I want, like, when I sit, like, if I was, I have so many thoughts. But Gozer's a robot now. Oh God! Anyway, no, no, no. Like so it's I just, different. just want somebody because people and we talked about this before, Craig. Like people boil down the Ghostbusters to like the heart and the brains and the mouth and the everyman. And one of the reasons I think people don't like queef. <laughs> one, one of the reasons I think people give Ghostbusters to a bad rap is because in the first film you can get away with that, like. We're exploring a new world, a new concept, a new everything. We don't need really intricate character work to get us through that movie and be entertained by it. The second time through, you start to kind of wonder, like, is this just the same thing? And then the third time, the fourth time, you know, two games, three comics and all this other stuff later, you're like, this really is just it, isn't it? Like, we're just going to. This. It's like we you're, it's like we don't know anything about those characters. Basically, yeah. it's like we know that they bust ghosts. I think and that's it. Yeah. And I think what's funny is that when you when you look at like if you were to just like if I said, Jake, right now, tell me who Ray stands is you would tell me the stuff that's in the movie. And then yeah. anything else that you know about that character that makes you love him is probably stuff that's either come from like background materials or it's just been kind of like cooked up by the fans like you know a story about how right. he and peter met in high school or how his aunt lois like it's stuff like that that mm-hmm. yeah as fans who have taken in everything that there is to offer we might be able to conjure up this image of like what ray was like as a kid and all that stuff but if you're just someone who's seen you know the three movies that have been released and that's it there, there's nothing there and i i want to see that movie where you like if if in the continuity of the films, Egon is dead, we're going to have to see Ray and Winston and maybe even Peter deal with that emotional fallout. That might be a, a, a core part of this story and why Ghostbusters isn't a thing anymore. And it's exciting to me to actually think about getting some real in-depth character development and then seeing that mixed in with like mm-hmm. the creepy ghost and the action of busting them and, and all of this other stuff that we already love about Ghostbusters to now have character development that oh. pushes that story. 
word yes. and takes it to new places and makes you feel things that aren't just like that was funny, that was scary. That's exciting to me. Like that is what I crave. And the idea that that this could go anywhere after this, like this might lead to, hey, now the company is back up and running and we're opening new franchises, or maybe it's just this small intimate thing, like mm-hmm. whatever it is, like God, take it to new places, bring in more care. Like it should not just be Ray Egon Winston, Peter Janine. If like Ghostbusters, like I said earlier, like Ghostbusters, the thing, like everything you need to know about it is right there in the title. This could lay dormant for another 50 years and someone could come along and watch the old movie and be like, hold on, I have an idea and pick it back up right where it left off and like say, but it's 50 years later. Like there's no, like, it is what it is, and there's no reason that you can't tell a good story that picks right up where the the last one left off. My dream has always been to have a story about Ghostbusters in New Orleans and in, in the swamps and doing creepy stuff in there and chasing ghosts in the South, like true detective style. Like Whoa. to me, that is like, – I want that. That is my dream. That's my dream project. Sony, hit your boy up. Like yeah. I got it. I had – I have a theme song. Sony's not on the Patreon. A theme song. I want to hear a theme song. Right now, I will do You want me to do it? No. Yeah. Um, real okay. quick. No. Well, well, that's another episode. I, no, John, I completely agree with every single thing that you just said. Um, and I think this leads me to another question, and I'm, I think I'm the first person to bring this up. So Is congr- Oscar going to be in it? Stop it. Um, okay, here's my question. If, 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 if how... What are the odds that if you asked Ivan Reitman who Kylie was, he would know? I say zero. Um, zero. He'd be like, "Get away from me!" No, no. I'm, my question is I'm... one of the one of the criticisms of uh, the Force Awakens. Um, I personally love that movie, but one of the things that you hear people talk about is that there was so much space between Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens. There's a lot of stories that we missed out on that are probably really important. Like, okay. you know, we, we saw Luke and Kylo, what happened with them in The Last Jedi, and they, they told it in a couple flashbacks, but there's probably a really great long-form story that needs to be told about that. So one of my concerns is that if this movie is picking up in present day, and they do, you know, if they recap some of the last 30 years, is there going to be that... <sighs> It's hard because we've wanted a new Ghostbusters for so long, but is it? Could there be the possibility of reinforcing the the bum out factor of man? Really wish Harold Ramis would have been alive to to do this, you know, the right way. Like, is there any risk of that? I so to me, I think no. I think obviously, like everybody wishes he was still here. Everybody wishes we'd gotten Ghostbusters three ages ago, and that it would have been great, and that we'd be like neck deep in two new cartoons and a Netflix series and all kinds of stuff. But to me, like, I don't know. And this is going to sound really callous. And I hope that people understand, like I have so much love for the people who made the first two films, people who've made all the Ghostbuster stuff. Like that's, that's my childhood right there. But to me, like I love Ghostbusters for Ghostbusters sake. And I would love to, you know, have them address like where Egon is and what happened in the past 30 years in flashbacks just to move the story along for like this movie's sake. But to me, one of the exciting things is what if we get like, you know, some direct to DVD animated films that are just like, hey, here's a film about, you know, this thing like we could have 
like a series of short films or something that just covers that space filling in the between blank. Ghostbusters two and this film. Yeah. We can see like the last big case that all four of them were able to work together before whatever led to Egon not being there. We could see maybe they actually had a ten year span after Ghostbusters two where they started setting up franchises and maybe some big thing happened that led them to be like whether it was Egon's death or not, like it led them to shrink things down and eventually shut it off. Like there's so much potential of what could be the stories that could be told and done, especially if they do it in animation, that it's like, it sucks that he's gone, but it is what it is. And there's every in the world at our fingertips to be able to go back and tell those stories and do it in a really successful way. Dan, same question. Um, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what John said. Uh, I really do hope that they, they are able to communicate through exposition what happened to Egon. Um, I, I think uh, it would be foolish to not acknowledge his legacy in some fashion or, or his character's legacy in some fashion. Um, I think the potential for you know the, the, the death or disappearance of Egon being the catalyst for the breakup of the Ghostbusters is a fascinating story idea. And I'm, I'm really hoping that that's actually part of it. Um, you know, we don't know, but that, that's one of my like little fan hopes that will probably eventually be destroyed. But it, <laughs> I, I don't think, um, you know, Egon not being there is going to affect it because yeah, the Ghostbusters are the Ghostbusters. It will be great to see, the, the passing, the torch, that, that communication from one group to another uh, in whatever fashion that they decide to do that with. Um, but, the, yeah, I, I think John really summed up most of how I feel about that and the potential for that story uh, pretty well. I have to say I agree. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to wrap up here in just a few minutes. Uh, so let's just do some rapid fire things people are talking about. Um, Jake. Yo. We've talked about this. Do you think Bill Murray will be in this movie? If so, is it a major role, a minor role, and does does he need to be in there? Like, Pete, there's there's plenty of articles that say Bill Murray is Ghostbusters. If you don't have him in there, then you, you're 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 kind of dead on arrival. What do you think? <clears throat> um, I I used to be the kind of person who who thought that way. Um, I used to, you know, like when, when there were years and years of, of Ghostbuster rumors, but like, oh, we, we can't get Bill Murray to do it. I used to be one of the people who was like, why won't you just fucking do it, Bill Murray? It's not going to be good without you in it. Like I, that used to be me. I don't think that anymore. I don't think like, especially if this is going in a different direction and if it ends up in any of these directions that we have kind of come up with on our own here, like more dramatic or whatever. Like he definitely doesn't need to be in it. I don't think so. Yeah. Will he be? I, you know, that's a hard question because I've always just thought, no, I thought, I thought when he agreed to cameo and answer the call, he, I always felt like maybe he felt like that was his, his last thing. He, it was his way out. I always, I always figured, that Bill Murray was like, Hey, I can do this. This is what they're doing now. I'm off the hook. I don't have to do this anymore because that's just how he seems. But again, if this movie is going in a different direction, if it's a little more dramatic, if it's going to be kind of a send off, if it's going to have any bit 
of like a send off to Harold Ramis slash Egon in it, maybe he will do it because I know you know he fucking feels bad for Mm -hmm. for not speaking to Harold Ramis until right before he died. You know he does. You know there's some part of Bill Murray who's like, if they're gonna make a Ghostbusters, they're gonna make it different. It's gonna it's gonna be a real movie and not just. I, I think he always felt like any sequel to Ghostbusters was just a cash grab. I think that's what he thought. He he, Bill Murray has become a more dramatic actor. He he does more like art movies. He doesn't want to do this big Ghostbusters just for the sake of making money. But if it, if he reads if he gets a script in his hand or something, or he he talks to Jason or Dan or anybody and, yeah. and they're like, look, this is this is Ghostbusters, but this is a real movie. There's some feeling in this, and mm-hmm. and it's a tribute to to, to Harold Ramis. Then maybe then maybe he'll fucking do it. Maybe he'll be like, well. I feel like I have to because he fucking he was an asshole to Harold Ramos and he just didn't talk to him for like his entire life since fucking Groundhog's Day. Like that's a you know, like that's shitty that that happened. No matter whose fault it is, it's a shitty thing. And uh, maybe he'll feel like maybe I should make up for this a little bit and and do this movie. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's really hard to go one way or the other. But I think he could be in this. I think Bill Murray's in it, and I think Dan Aykroyd spilled the beans on that back in November. Yeah. Well, I should see it. Especially because you think about, you know, at this point, both of them are going to be in Zombieland 2. Then you also got to think about, like like Jake, you said, Bill's into doing all these, like, artsy indie kind of movies. So who, what director do they hire? The guy who does all these big artsy yeah. indie movies. Plus, he's connected to the franchise and to Ivan and to Harold. And he's just like, hey, I just want to get everybody back together to do this movie and, and pay tribute to, to Harold. Like, it's going to tug on Bill's heartstrings. I do yeah. think that I agree with the the idea that, I mean, it <laughs> Dan is the heart, like Ray is the heart of the Ghostbusters. If this is going to be a more emotional movie that touches on that stuff, he's probably going to carry a lot of the emotional weight, at least as far as it pertains to everything Ghostbusters that's happened so far. I think if Bill is in it, it's probably a small role. Like I I would expect him to not be in it for too long, but I do think the moments that he is in it are going to be the ones that will pack the most punch. Like it's going to be those moments where they're really hammering home, like, you know, here's the last time everyone's going to be together or here's, you know, here's him showing up to, to give the official, like, Hey, there's going to be a specific passing of the torch moment. And in that moment, Bill and Dan and Ernie and maybe even Annie will be there. Like it'll be for those specific punch in the gut moments to be like, okay, we got everyone there. We hammered it home. Ghostbusters is back. Abby. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to cry. I, I I'm going to cry. I, I, I am Murray crying right now. This. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Bill Murray will definitely show up in the third act. Um, and I think our evidence to that, uh, like I said, back in November, Dan Aykroyd posted a thing saying, hey, Ghostbusters 3 is happening. Bill Murray's on board. Hmm. We'll see everybody back. And of course, we all just disregarded it. It was back in November. We had no idea what was going on, but obviously Dan Dan. Aykroyd would have, he would have known at that point. And 
like Craig said, he can't help but say something. Yeah. <laughs> and looking, they're back just all on that hoping. Comment, everyone else is just banking <laughs> on the fact that we don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the boy who cried wolf. It's true. Here, prediction. Here's a prediction. Bill Murray is in this movie. His final, the final thing he says before whatever happens at the end of the movie is. See you on the other side, Ray. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, my God. Damn it. Yes. That's perfection. Yes, It's been a pleasure, Dr. Vagman. I weep in the theater. (laughs) Fuck me. Regarding. Even if this movie is a ton of fun, it's scary, it's exciting, it's action-packed, it's whatever, like, we're all going to be a mess by the time it's over. We're going to be a mess halfway through. We're going to be a mess the first time Dan Aykroyd shows up and lets everybody know that his name is Ray Stans. Like, you are going to have to pack every pocket in your flight suits with yeah. tissues when we right. see this Dude. movie. Abby, what were you going to say? Yeah, I, show up in taxi cab. I think I brought <laughs> tissues to answer the call, and I didn't use I think I might. Who knows? I don't think I used them. <laughs> I think I will be using them in this movie when it comes out. Um, whether or not I think Bill Murray is going to be in it, I, I don't. At, by the end of this podcast, after listening to you guys talk, I do think he is going to be in it now. Um, <laughs> initially, I would I would have said probably not. But then again, I look at Answer the Call and he was in that. And he's uh, there was a part of me that was going to say, well, maybe he would at least just voice a do. I, I don't know. Somehow they would do like an animated thing or he would do a voice or do something like in a small capacity. But I think that having the Harold Ramis like pool and having Egon as a character being some sort of an anchor in this movie. Um, I think that that is even more reason for him to come back and for it to be something dignified and like art house style because it's Jason Reitman. So we just echoing everything you guys have said. I hope he's back. I think he will be. And I think it will just send this movie into a different stratosphere and couple I'm pumped. Couple thoughts real quick before we sign off. So, A, we're all doing the exact thing that we said we weren't going to do, which is we're all convincing ourselves about what this movie's going to be and yeah. it's yeah. going to True. It's going to screw us up, but that's okay. Guys, um, this is great. Um, it's going to be great. I think Let's review bomb it but positively. Right. <laughs> They're going to ban us from Rotten Tomatoes for giving the new Ghostbusters yes. positive reviews before Best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Bill Murray was fantastic so the entire movie. So listen, um, a couple things. Jason Reitman, when the announcement was made, uh, he obviously has a lot of reverence for the franchise and said he wants to unwrap this movie like a present with characters old and new. Um, They have not – I personally think whatever the big announcements are that they're going to make are either going to happen at FanFest, not Comic-Con. Like if FanFest is a couple weeks before filming, so you know I wouldn't be surprised. Obviously, I think we all – assume that Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson will play some part of this movie, whether or not Annie Potts, Rick Moranis, Sigourney Weaver, all that will, um, remains to be seen, right? Uh, I do think Bill Murray is going to be in this movie, and I'm going to take a bold prediction. I think he's going to be a big part of this movie. For some reason, I just have this feeling that, like, because nobody's talked about Bill Murray. Nobody's asked about Bill Murray. Every I think because everybody just assumes he won't be in it, is the perfect time for him to be like, no. He's drunk on some golf course. Well, that's just what he does. <laughs> um, Jason Reitman, when, when Harold Ramis died, tweeted that Egon was his favorite Ghostbuster and he felt like he lost one of the Beatles. I feel like the Spangler legacy is going to be all over this movie. I think that, I know the Crossrib touched on this a little bit, I think we could see Janine as a widow in this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I don't know if we're prepared for that. Belief. 
Mm-hmm. No, a widow to Lewis Tully is what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that let's wrap it up. This is the first of many conversations that I'm sure we should just make this a thing. Even if we don't record it, I'm having fun. Um, <laughs> why don't we roundtable some final thoughts, excitements, concerns, you know, 30 seconds, and then we'll, uh, we'll sign off. Abby, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'm excited about literally everything that I've heard surrounding this movie. Um, I've honestly, the only concerns I have are related to the experience that I had with uh, Answer the Call in 2016. So I don't want to be like all in, all in with the risk of being um, like emotionally traumatized. And so I, <laughs> but oh, I, I feel good. I feel like now's the time for that cathartic, like, like talk about the night of answer the call, like what you went through. Yeah, I Abby mean, was the first one out of all of us I to knew know it. that. I, I I knew it when I walked out of that movie. Um, I literally got back to the hotel room. I remember Dan Harshman. You left th- that hotel room that night. Like I didn't like want to say goodbye to anyone because I was literally crying under the sheets because uh, I was very upset about the movie because I knew it for a fact that it wasn't something that I was into and i i just and i knew it was going to be a long road of like uh, saying i liked it and then trying to accept it and find things i liked about it and uh it was like a whole mess and it's a it was basically you just unraveled the second yeah. person to walk out of that theater not liking that film. <laughs> yeah. yes paul feig did not like it either yeah um <laughs> no, i think He's a sweetheart and all that. But yeah, I'm so stoked that we're even recording this and that we have news breaking about Ghostbusters and that there's articles, whether they're annoying and controversial and clickbaity, like that's whatever. I am just happy that Ghostbusters is alive and well and breathing and that there's an actual live action movie coming out because we were talking about FanFest announcements before anything actually came out and we were saying it would be super badass to have an actual announcement for a live action movie, but that sounded like an impossible thing and now it's like really real and it's going to be filming soon. And I'm just fucking stoked to have you guys alongside with me to talk about all the details as they come out. It's exciting. Cool. Woo. Jake? Yeah, I I don't think I have any concerns at this moment because it's just like everything's so, it, everything feels new and fresh again and it feels good and there's not enough info for me to be worried about anything at this point, it just all seems fun to me right now. And it's, I'm just excited that it's happening and, uh, for, for more announcements. And I just like, I don't know, man, it, it almost like I've said this on the show that it almost doesn't feel like a real thing that's happening. It feels like because we, we had so much, uh, false starts for so long that it almost every time you hear anything about Ghostbusters, you're just like, well, that's not going to happen because that's what happens with Ghostbusters. <laughs> we say <laughs> we say there's something happening and it just doesn't happen. So like <laughs> it, that's how I feel. But at this point, we're like, oh, wait, there's there's a teaser already. There's this. There's the, this is that. It's hey, fucking happening. Hold so on. I'm fine. Jake, rebuttal to that. When Paul Feig came on the podcast and said that answer the call in no way, shape or form would connect to the original universe. That happened. He was not lying. That did happen. <laughs> that did happen. Hey, that happened, but remember how we remember how we didn't believe him? Yeah, we're like, yeah, right, yeah, Paul. Yeah, right, Paul. Like, what about okay, buddy? Kevin. You gotta say that. <laughs> but, oh. but you know, but the 
I don't. We can get in a whole other can of worms there because I don't think he even really knew that because, like, yeah. obviously yeah. they fucking tried to put that Gozer shit in the end of the movie, you know? Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, Dan. Final thoughts? Yeah. So, um, so so excited. I really want to touch on and expand on what Abby said. You know, I, I was there with you guys when we all got to go and the premiere of Answer the Call, and I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. I, I really wouldn't. Um, you know, even even not looking forward to that film entirely, I, I made the decision that I was um, – I may never get a chance to go and see a Ghostbusters premiere again in my entire life. So I was like, fuck it, I'm, I'm going. And um, – you know, threw the money down, got out to L.A., and uh, got to spend a, a really wonderful weekend with you guys and, and everybody else. And we got to go and see the theater, um, and it was it was really incredible being in the theater. And I, I remember the the credits roll, and everybody sits through, and we see the wonderful Ryan Kemp tribute. And then uh, the theater lights come back up, and, and everybody stands up and starts clapping, and I'm just sitting there. And it's just me. It's just me sitting there. Yeah. Like, I'm not clapping or anything. Everybody else is just elated, I guess. Um, and walking out of there and being disappointed that it was what I was worried it was going to be. Um, but damn it, I'm going to do it again. Um, okay. If they invite us again out to L.A., I will sure as shit be there. Um, I, you know, Even if they don't I, invite I, us. It, it, like, What's that? I said, even if they don't invite us, we're going to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 No, I'll, I'll be there again. Um, a few things that I'm really excited for the new movie is new gear. I want to see new gear. Yes. I just want to at least see the old gear, too. Um, mm. You know, I don't even need a proton pack, as, as we know and love it, to be used. I just want to see it. Is it on a table? Is it taken apart? Is it dusty? I just want to yeah. see it again. For continuity um, sake. Yeah, and the you know the is teaser showing the Echo is One. A... <laughs> <laughs> um, I it's mm, I can't talk about that, uh, but <laughs> you know just the teaser and seeing uh, the Ecto One kind of told me that this is gonna you know deliver on some of the things I absolutely must see in a yeah. Ghostbusters movie while delivering things that I'm not expecting. And that makes me really, really excited for this. And I'm, I'm really excited for, um, new merchandise, new characters, new plots, new everything. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm trying not to overhype it. I'm trying not to draw my expectations to a point where they won't be met, but it's so difficult being a fan and not doing that. Um, but I'm, I continuously remind myself that this is going to be a big surprise and it's going to be different. So I'm at least trying to put myself in that mindset that this will be different, new and foreign. And that just kind of makes me even more excited about it that I don't know what to expect. Um, so I guess the next big thing I'm looking forward to is, you know, casting announcements and seeing all the really great news coming out of fan fest. Um, I'm bummed that I can't go, um, I'm I'm not bummed about the price points. I think they're fair, and I think our whiny ass community yeah. um, is just that whiny. Harsh uh, comments. I am excited. <laughs> oh God, I'll be there. Yeah, yes. fast, apparently it's going to be harsh fest. Where's my mom? I'll, I'll have my, my mom. Casting. My mom called me and asked me if we got our tickets to Ghost Fair. <laughs> 
That's it. We're renaming we T-shirts. t-shirts. It, it's we becoming t-shirts. it's becoming Ghost Fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah, want a Ghost Fair T-shirt. Is, yeah, very similar feelings to where we were in 2016, but like with Answer the Call, even though I was uh, a very vocal opponent when that film came out, um, I'm I am going to still give this film no matter what news comes out it's fair shake just like i did with answer the call and uh hope for the best prepare for the worst and just be excited mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. john finish us yeah. out man yeah i mean i it's funny i mean we're all talking about our experience at the premiere i remember I remember being on the edge of my seat, ready to just like breathe that movie in and getting literally to the last shot of the movie where they're standing on the roof of the firehouse and they see the city all lit up saying, we love Ghostbusters. And just having this like confusing feeling of like, I didn't hate it, but I'm definitely not feeling what I thought I would feel at the end of a new Ghostbusters movie. Like I was expecting to be in tears and to be like, Oh my God, it's back again. And it's funny because then the credits hit and the song kicked in. Mm. And I finally like looked away from the screen and just saw everyone around me and realized like, I'm here with 300 other people in flight suits, half a dozen of my closest friends. And we're watching a Ghostbusters movie. And I think that is the thing that made me start crying. Cause I walked out of that theater, a blubbering mess, giving everybody hugs, looking like Ray at the end of Ghostbusters too. Like, and I love Bankman real friendship. And then, <laughs> it, but then, you know, it, like, as you guys all know, we talked about it more afterward and we just kind of came to the realization, you know, that it wasn't the thing that we all wanted it to be or expected it to be, but it was what it was. And, and it, we're in a, we're in a definite like we're definitely in a different place now where it's just like we feel that energy we we feel like the ghostbusters that we fell in love with coming back to life and and there's excitement of just like you know it's in new hands but it's in hands that have a connection to the original it's like narratively like we like it just feels like it's in a place where if you're going to do something new with that setting and those characters you have to do something interesting and you need to take it to new places and that's exciting i'm excited for everything about it like i like i i can't think of a a thing that i'm concerned about i mean i have little like nitpicky fanboy concerns like you know you know like like dan said i want to see new gear but i also understand we're starting in a place where it looks like Ghostbusters has not functioned for a while and the old gear is rusting and maybe a threat appears and they're like, we got to do something. And that's all they have. But I'm excited to see how that evolves. I'm excited for where this leads franchise as a whole. What's, you know, Ghostbusters four and five and the new cartoon and all the other stuff that might spin out of this, you know, what's that going to look like? Like (laughs) the thing that excites me is just feeling like this thing start to take breaths again and start to like show signs of life when it hasn't moved for so long and that that is exciting to me god forbid how about that for a fourth (laughs) (laughs) yeah i god forbid they bust out a proton pack in this movie and it has a ghostbusters one ribbon cable on it not a ghostbusters two ribbon cable (laughs) and they don't explain and they don't explain Exactly. No, it shouldn't have either one. It should have a video game ribbon cable on it. Obviously. Oh, that's not happening. <laughs> uh, Where, where's that? Where's the license plate I, from Ecto One A? Where is it? I don't. I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but I think if we see a traditional pack 
on screen, I don't think we'll be disappointed with what we see. Well, I hate the Ghostbusters mm. 2 ribbon cable. It better be the first one. <laughs> well, Dan knows you'll be something. hearing from Spectrostrip's lawyers on that note. <laughs> Hi. We're, we're yeah. from Spectrostrip. We're back. Spectrostrip is also back. Well. Um, so, yeah, well, listen. I'm, I'm pumped about it. I'm excited. It's it's all good. Yeah. And at least, if, if anything, it's going to be like a Stranger Things ripoff, so... That'll yeah. be good. Yeah. All right, cool. God, that so. feels um, good. Listen, everybody, this was a lot of fun. I, I had so much fun that I think we'll probably uh, do this again. Yeah. And Man, can we please as, have yeah. Ghost Fair and Harsh Fest t-shirts available in the shops? soon? Yeah. And as soon as more <laughs> tangible breaking news happens, we'll, we'll get back together and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll all stress out. Yay. Sounds good? Yeah. Ongoing good. series. Right. Uh, now, the, perfect. the one thing I do want to <laughs> want to make sure I know – Fan Fest, huge big thing, but I'll be seeing you guys at Dragon Con, right? We will For be sure. there. Oh, hell we yeah. Will be there. I'm going to do my best. Awesome. Yeah. If I'm not there, just Very walk. Awesome. Hey, if I'm not at Dragon Con, get an Uber, and eight minutes later, you can get to my house and be like, Craig, why are you at Dragon Con? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, PKE search should be a lot of fun this year. We'll be celebrating the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters, the 30th anniversary of Ghostbusters 2, and God, who knows what other kinds of information we'll have by then. So should be yeah. a good time. Yes. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the Yes Have Some Patreon feed. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. See you. Bye.